Hey guys, super quick here. Before we dive into today's video, I just want to let you know about our Clips catalog, which is absolutely free. It's in the description. There is a link to the Google spreadsheet where we have our most recent take on any single player. I haven't seen this anywhere. So for you guys who are subscribed, you might not know about this or anyone who is new here, please, I absolutely advise you to go check it out. It's a really good resource. You can see right here, you clip on it, over 200 and 30 players at the moment, over 500 clips. You come in, you want to look up any name, maybe Dak Prescott, Jalen Waddle, maybe some more topical things. Alexander Madison, DeAndre Hopkins are hot names. Remember, you want to go deep, play like AT Pair, Clinton Tune, whatever you want. We have it here. You'll click right on the hyperlink. It'll bring you right to our most recent video on the player. Now let's get into today's video. Welcome in, y'all, to another show, JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you a consumable dynasty perspective. I'm your host, Tyler, at FFTylero, joined by a wonderful guest today, Josh, at Rotonaut, writer-ranker at Going for Two, and co-host of the Dynasty Saturday Night Five. Josh, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I've been listening to uh, JWB on YouTube for a while. Started following Jake a little while, then Wyatt. Now I'm in some leagues with Skylar and Nathan, so... Skylar and Nathan, you only got one of those guys to worry about. The other one's a shark, so good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. Before we jump into things, as always, folks, got to roll that intro. He has the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I, like, I'm, I'm in for... Death, taxes, and the 2022 wide receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. No player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really... I had not. I have not really heard this yet. I listen to a lot of pods, and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. Josh, I don't know if, if you know this, but this is a pretty special show for me. Uh, the JWB overlords have had me mining rookie content for the last four months. It's just been rookie, rookie, rookie for the last four months, and this is the first time they've given me a chance to come back and talk the the dynasty streets, man. So I'm excited to kind of jump into it. This is the first time I'm talking like just dynasty in the year of our Lord 2023. So exciting for me, exciting for you too. This is gonna be great. Yeah, no, we just no pressure. We just can't drop the ball on you, so you don't get put back to rookie purgatory. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. If I have to go back to talking rookies, I don't know what I will do. But today, we're doing Dynasty Buy Sell straight up. I asked Josh, come with two buy sells. Maybe it could be two buys. It could be two sells, one of each. I'm doing the same thing. Coming in with, we'll keep it a surprise for now, but either two buys, two sells, or one of each. We're going to chat it out, see where we're at, see if we agree, see if we don't agree. But these are guys that both Josh and I are likely buying or selling in the Dynasty market on those Dynasty streets. But first, I have to turn it over to Josh. He's going to kick us off. Buy or sell. Let's hear it. Yeah, my first. Uh, so first of all, I guess I should preface this by saying all these are based on the market, where they're going. So I'm going to start off saying the person and where different places have them ranked and where I have them ranked. Uh, so I'll start off with Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, Fantasy Pros has him as the wide receiver 31. Bulletproof ADP has him going at the 712 turn as wide receiver 34. And my rankings have him as a 21. Uh, so I'm a lot more bullish on him than the market is right now. Uh, and he's some of the reasons he's still extremely athletic. He's healthy. He just lost uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who was the only person standing in between him. And last year without Hopkins, he demanded a 26.6% target share and was the wide receiver six overall with 18.6 points. Now, there are some concerns about the quarterback, but certain receivers, I think they're going to get the volume needed. And whether it's Colton McCoy or Clayton Toon, I don't. I'm not knocking him for that. And one thing I found interesting, him versus DK Metcalf, both were first or second draft round capital. Okay. 
Both are 25 to 26. Okay. And both were between 13 and 13.3 points per game last year. Mm -hmm. And one added a stud wide receiver and the other lost to one on their team. So I think I'm not saying he's better than DK. I saw DK a good bit higher, but they should be closer. And I think the market will correct eventually on Marquise Brown. I'm with you, man. He's actually, I'm looking at my ranks right now. He's my mm -hmm. wide receiver 20. So yep. I'm with you. It's, they're just they're not coming around to it yet. I mean, I'm I'm sandwiched right between Traylon Burks and Jordan Addison right now, sitting around that range. I mean, I've been crushing. When I do get a, I'm in Michigan. I don't get to play underdog basketball. But when I leave the state, I, I just was. I think last month I was in I was in May with the JWB guys doing a JWB retreat, and I was doing I was maxing out the poodle. I think my one of my <laughs> highest uh, one of my highest um, guys that I was drafting was Marquise Brown. So I'm absolutely with you. I mean, he's the kind of guy that like you can most people have him as your wide receiver three on a team. But like he can be your wide receiver too, so I'm in lockstep with you, Josh. So yeah, there's love the call. One more thing I wanted to add: there's some guys that are right ahead of him, QJ, George Pickens, and Jameson Williams. By the market, they're two rounds ahead of him. Uh, if I have those guys, I'm going and trying to make a straight up swap or try and get a pick added on. Absolutely. So just play the market to your advantage if you're down on some guys and they're not. So absolutely. I would be moving Pickens and Jameson Williams for Marcus oh, yeah. Brown any day of the week, man. I mean, yep. even even if Jameson Williams wasn't suspended, I probably would still do that, if I'm being honest. Yep. I'm not the Absolutely. biggest Jameson Williams guy. I've been on record saying that. I'm a Lions fan, so like, it's not like I, I want him to succeed. It's just like my expectations are a bit tempered. I mean, we still don't know what it, we still don't really know what he is. Seems a little boom with us. So awesome. All right, I'm going to move into one of mine. It's going to be a buy as well. Um, it's gonna be Joe Mixon, folks. I, I, I've like there's probably gonna be a trend here as I do these buying sells of me just buying dusty ass running backs. You know, <laughs> I don't think they're dusty, but the market is saying they're dusty. Yeah. Joe Mixon has been one of my biggest buys this offseason. You know, I got the concerns around him being like a salary cap casualty. Um, you know, there's there was validity to that. Like that's fair. Like earlier on, like months and months ago, like I understood it. Like he's expensive right now. The Bengals are about to be in some cap issues, so like I got it. But guess what? They didn't cut him. They didn't sign no. anyone in free agency, and they didn't really draft anyone of consequence. I mean, there's no one there to challenge the touches. I mean, they have day three rookie Chase Brown. I mean, respect to Chase Brown, absolutely great college career, but he's he's destined to be a backup in the NFL. Travion Williams, who hasn't done anything in four years, and then Chris Evans, who hasn't done anything in two years. So, like, for me, it's like this is Joe Mixon's, like, job, and it is safe for the foreseeable future. He's 27 years old. When the season starts, like, he's no spring chicken, right? But, like, he's far from being, like, absolute dust like he's being treated over the last five seasons. You know, I'm going to exclude 2020 because he only played six games. But over the four of the last five seasons where he played, like, you know, majority of the games, he's finished RB10, RB4, RB13, RB10 again. And over the last two years, it's an RB10 and RB4 finish. So, like, he's been an RB1 the last two years. It's been great. Um, you know, before his injury last season, um, he was clearing like 80% of the Bengals rush attempts and for folks who aren't really familiar with like, you know, running back rush air, that's, that's some bell cow status. We love oh, to yeah. see it. Um, you know, the argument against, you know, Mixon is going to be, he was an inefficient runner. That's a fair, like, I can't take that away. He was quite inefficient. That is fair. But in the end of the day, um, he was very involved in the pass game. So it's like, it kind of counteracts the inefficiency. Like he was seventh in RB targets last season and he, and he missed three games. So I, I do my projections every single year. I'm um, going on five years of doing projections. I feel pretty good about him at this point in time. Still a lot to learn, but like I feel good about my projections. You know, I gave him a fairly modest, like 55% rushing market share. Um, gave him a 10% target share. It spit him out as the RB6 in, in, in half PPR this year. While projections aren't necessarily ranks, 
you know, I could yeah, ranking him around 11 to eight range feels right to me. And I'm still going to be ahead of the market if I put him there at this mm-hmm. point in time. Um, Joe Mixon seen 18 targets a game, I think is absolutely uh, in the range of outcomes. I would say it's more of like a median outcome if he's healthy. And there's going to be games where he sees north of 20 touches. And, and folks, like that's elite stuff. 20 touches a game is elite stuff. Additionally, the Bengals invested in their O-line, grabbing left tackle Orlando Brown, which essentially upgraded two positions because then they can kick um, Jonah Williams over to the right tackle. While this won't fix his inefficiency, to see the offensive line get better certainly doesn't hurt. Um, and then I think, like, for me, it's just, like, the offense is elite. Like, I, I feel like everything I said, you can make an argument against, sure. But the one thing I think you and no one else can argue against is how elite the Bengals' offense is going to be. We're talking, like, a top three offense in terms of pace, in terms of team touchdowns. Um, like, I don't need to sell you on Chase and Burrow and Higgins. Um, this offense is going to be humming in 2023, and Mixon is going to be a guy on this humming elite offense that is going to touch the ball 18 to 20 times a game. So, for me, it's Mixon just, like, sign me up buying them everywhere and like i didn't even get to the best part josh like the best part about hmm. joe mixon is, is the price like oh my god like like he's being left for dead i was looking at keep trade cut like he's my dynasty rb 15 way ahead of market he's a 29 rb 29 on keep trade cut right now it's egregious um so like keep trade cut is saying that you can get Mixon for an early second like i think you and i both know like you're not gonna be able to go send a second out and get Mixon in your leagues but like a couple things that I would do to get Mixon right now, I would move two seconds for Mixon, no questions asked. I would move Akers, I would move Pacheco, I'd move Rashad White, no questions asked. I would move Kadarius Tony straight up. And then two of these I think might be a little bit hot, but no questions asked is I would move a chain or Madison right now straight up. The, both these guys are ranked well ahead of him on keep trade cut for Joe Mixon. So I think when people like look at last year, um, and not you know not they're not the same player, but you know Josh Jacobs was left for dead last season, right? Yep. Middle rounds, no one wanted anything to do with him. Ends up being a league winner, top six back. For me, I think Mixon is the year twenty twenty two Jacobs. No, I agree. I have him ranked at eighteen, and that was me ranking him expecting a suspension. So. The fact that we haven't heard anything, silence is good. Yep. Because I think they might just push, keep pushing it off, kind of like with the Camara stuff. So I'm gonna have probably have to bump them up a little bit. But yeah, but that kind of volume really offsets any inefficiencies he has, and a lot of that was due to not great offensive line play. Even though they signed some people last year, they're still trying to work together, still trying to work out the kinks of being a new group. And I think they'll be even better this year. So I'm I'm with you 100. percent Where he's going is just kind of crazy. He's still 26 right now. He'll be 27 next year. But yeah. Exactly. Twenty seven when the season starts, man. I mean we're here. Mix mixins a buy Marquise Hollywood. I, I love the I love the agreements here so far. You've got your buy, I've got my buy, you've got one more player left. Josh, who is it? Yeah, so it's it's funny you were talking about the Bengals. It's actually a new person on the Bengals. I'm gonna talk about Irv Smith here. Okay, okay. So last year I was really high on Njoku, and I'm really high on tight ends, especially athletic ones after they've been in the league two or three years. Uh, I see Irv Smith being kind of the same. Fantasy Pros has him as tight end 29, so he's a tight end three. So he's well down on your bench. Bulletproof ADP has him at 17 on one. He's tight end 29 also. And I'm at 16. And he's going behind guys like Isaiah Likely, Luke Shoemaker, Dalton Knox, Gesicki, and Darnell Washington. And if you can make a swap for any of those, I'd be more than happy. Likely's a backup. Shoemaker, we haven't even seen what he can do yet. Knox might also be a backup now. So, I mean, he's still 24 years old. Tight end's one of the slower developing positions, so the fact that he hasn't produced yet isn't the end of the world. Part of it was injuries. And now he's paired with other talented young weapons, especially at QB. Uh, with Tyler Boyd on his last year of his contract, 
he could be the three or even the two in the offense next season if they decide to move on from Higgins, like they've been rumored. Uh, so yeah, it don't take also don't take much to be a tight end one in fantasy. Higby was a tight end six, only had 620 yards, three touchdowns. Komet was a tight end eight, 544 yards, seven touchdowns. So you, it really doesn't take much, you know, to get up to a tight end one status. I think he could easily do that on that offense. Yeah, so the thing is, is like I, I don't, I don't like Irv Smith. I, I actually, I, I would disagree. I don't think he's that athletic, but I also can't disagree that like the price and opportunity there. We're talking about the offense. We've already went on about the Bengals' offense, how much we like them, and like let's just say, you know, unfortunately, let's say like a Higgins or Chase misses some time. There is some room there for Irv Smith to um, you kind of break out. So like I think keep trade cut. I saw him at. 21 right now like i would be in at that price my i did some my early projections were, were pretty were pretty uh bullish on irv smith and i had to do some adjusting i had him around like a top 10 tight end and I, i'm not there obviously made some mistakes but at the same time i think with the price we're looking at and on that offense i'm not necessarily against the buy of irv smith am i personally probably buying irv smith i'm not sure but i'm also not going to fight anyone out there who's going to go try to do it yeah, I wasn't a huge Irv Smith fan, but then I started looking at the tight ends that were tight end ones, and I mean, it, I think he can easily fall into 500 yards and three to four touchdowns, and that's even on the lower side from where I have him projected. So, like I said, it doesn't take much, and where he's going, he's going as your tight end three, so he's it doesn't hurt much. If it it's so hit. cheap. It's so yep. cheap. Yep. Um, it looks like this is the buy show because I'm also doing another buy. I think that's we took the easy way out here for the first show. Um, buy, 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 and I'm doing another tight end here. Um, my buy is going to be Trey McBride, tight end, Arizona. Um, you know, I'll start with kind of other side of things here. Like he's my tight end 11 in Dynasty. Keep trade cut. He's tight end 18. So straight away, to me, that's a buy. I think the bit, like one of the biggest things is I just loved him as a prospect. I mean, he's a Mackey Award winner. Um, that's going to be the best tight end in college football. Right, right next to, you know, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Hunter Henry. It's just being a Mackey Award winner. You know, like not everyone's going to hit, but it's, it's a good thing. It means you're a good yep. tight end. Um, I do think buying Trey McBride might be a little bit more of a 2024 play than a 2023 play. Um, so kind of maybe the opposite of Mixon, where I really want Mixon for 2023. While I don't mind having Trey McBride for 2023, I really think it's for 2024 when things get rolling. Um, you know, Ertz coming off a major knee injury. You're not really sure if he's going to be healthy, but like even if Ertz is healthy, like you got to think like he might want to get traded, right? Arizona might want to do right by him. And like Arizona's like probably going for the 101 right now. They got to be one of the worst teams. Like I think I was looking at their win totals. They're not in Vegas. Like they're not. <laughs> I don't think they're expected to win a single game. Like they don't, they were given points or it's an even on every single game this next season. So like they're expected to be one of the worst teams in the league, hands down. So Ertz, he's old, he's in twilight of his career here. Like you got to think he might want to go to a more contending team, which could open things up for him. Again, like I said, they're vying for the 101, could be Caleb Williams. That would be quite the upgrade if that's what happens in 2024. Uh, McBride, big, fast, strong. Tight end, he was a, he's a basketball player, Josh. I love my, I love my tight ends oh, yeah. that are basketball players. If there, there's a dunk video online uh, of Trey McBride dunking a basketball. For me, I'm good to go. All I need to do is see a tight end prospect dunk a basketball, and I'm like, let's go. So I don't know if there's like an actual correlation between tight ends who can dunk and doing well, but like for me, I'm going to pretend there is for now. I just yeah. love to see it. Jimmy Graham showed there's some use to that in the red zone, <laughs> boxing people out. So. So And after Ertz went down, um, he was averaging about five targets a game, um, you know, after he kind of found his way as a real starter in the offense. He's a stud. Um, I think he flashed enough as a rookie for me to be there. I think he's a no-brain top 15. Like, just see him there at 18 kind of baffles me a little bit. Um, so, 
I think, you know, Keep Trade Cut says that you can get him for a mid-second, which is basically his price in 2022. I don't think you can do that, but, you know, if you definitely want to go get him, you know, I, some guys that I would trade straight up for him. Rondell, Rondell Moore, his own teammate, I would move to get McBride. Dalton Schultz is ahead of him. Obviously, yep. I'd move Dalton Schultz. Sky Moore, I'd move him. Khalil Herbert. And I think probably one of my hotter takes here, which might get some pushback, but I would straight up, I would move Chig from the Titans straight up for McBride. You probably could get plus. You probably could get McBride plus for Chig. Um, a lot of Chig fans out there, I like Chig, but I think long-term over the next couple of years, I would much rather have McBride over Chig. And I think that's, that's a deal that I think could get done right away is if you wanted to you know, make sure you got McBride, moving Chig from McBride, I think most people would, would smash that. But I am, uh, I am a McBride over Chig now, and I probably will be in the future. Yeah, I think the prospect that you know, either Kyler or Caleb Williams is the QB of the future for him just makes it better than Chig, who, you know, right now he's got Will Levis and Tannehill, so it's like <clears throat> not looking great. I, yeah, I also have McBride ahead of Chig. I have McBride up at twelve, so I'm with you there. Uh, and yeah, the market's just as behind on him as they are Smith, probably more. He has even more upside. So our, our Cardinals and Bang Cardinals and Bengals yeah. show here. <laughs> You're one of the worst team and one of the best teams. So. Yeah, we did not plan that, folks. But we are we are we are buying Cardinals and we are buying Bengals. Apparently, that is where we are at. Hey, I I think also pick up Clayton Tune if he's on the wire. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad choice. He could easily no. be the starter as things kind of work themselves out here. Anyways. That's going to do it for our Dynasty Digest buy and sell show. Um, folks, if you're listening to this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to this on your podcast device, whatever that is, um, please go to your YouTube app and subscribe. It helps us a hell of a lot over here at JWB. We also have a Discord link down here in the description. We got over 500 people in there chatting ball almost every single day. So come on in. We got we always got mocks going on. Not as many rookie mocks as we did, but we have dynasty mocks going on. Uh, we're just t- talking football. It is a fun place to be. Josh, before we get out of here, plug the work and plug the Twitter. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. Uh, you can find all my rankings and articles on goingfor2.com. And on Saturday night at 7.30, you can find me and my co-host Brian Ford doing a little Dynasty show, Dynasty Saturday Night 5. You can find that on the Going For Two YouTube channel. Absolutely love it. And you can find me on Twitter at FFTylero. Josh, thanks so much for your time. It was great over yep. here chatting Dynasty with you. And I will see you on the Twitter streets. Yep. Thanks for having me on. Of course. That is all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.